0: good morning good morning good morning
1: good morning morning. you mean to wish me a good morning what do you mean that it is a good morning whether i want it or not
0: please go away let me speak for the love of God
2: Have you been like across this whole thread thing? No, I don't know. I, I see it on people's Instagram profiles, but I don't know what it is. And when I click the button, it, it it's like I, I, I understand that it's not uh, pictures of them in bikinis. So I don't really go any further. <laughs> the
3: world has been losing their shit over the last week and a bit. And social media managers all over the world on that particular day that it launched just went like stress levels to the max it's a new platform that Facebook and Meta have sort of launched and it's essentially it's uh, their version it's, of it's, Twitter, it's right? Their version of Twitter. And um I tell you what people have swarmed
2: to it like flies to shit. But like. what was it wasn't there another <laughs> one? Wasn't there another like a Vine in uh TikTok competitor that for a while that lasted about 5 seconds.
3: Possibly there's got to be so many that come and go, but this one yeah. obviously because of its association with Instagram because it just ports all over your followers. Like, everyone's just taken so to it's it. Facebook. it's and, Facebook, Instagram. And, and now right now, everybody wants to hate on Twitter, you know. Yeah. And like, I, I, just, I don't care about because the
2: whole Twitter thing. I, the thing that's so weird is, like, <laughs> they hate it now because Elon Musk owns it. Yeah. But they're completely fine with, like, a faceless Chinese corporation that they didn't know anything about. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure their human rights... Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> well, now that there's transparency, yeah. like, oh, no. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. people are just losing their shit. And here's the thing. We're on it. <laughs> yeah. Are we? And so what we're doing is we're using this week's episode to recruit our
2: listeners over to Threads. (laughs) I've given it a good endorsement. (laughs) You know, the funny thing is is that they happen to have named it after a a UK film about the end of the world. (laughs) About the fallout, nuclear fallout, the Threads. Yep,
3: yep. Well, there's going to be a loose thread throughout this episode and people will pick that up in no time.
2: (laughs) Let's get it off and run in. Let's hope it's very loose. <laughs> Let's do this That's how I like it That's how I like my threads I like my threads like I like my women Very loose no. <laughs> Well you do wear loose trackies mate I do, I do. Well you've got to give room to grow
3: <laughs> Thank you for listening everybody How are you? Good to have you with us This is Good Movie Monday Of course we are the weekly podcast Dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings My name's Glenn Cochran I'm going to call myself The lacklustre master of recruiting today Get over to threads everybody <laughs> And the one and only guy who I actually care to do this with every single week without fail is Ben Helwig. The monster guy. The monster guy. <laughs> Aren't you that monster guy? I'm that, I'm that
2: monster guy. I've always wanted to be that guy. Mm. Now I am that guy. How's it going, that guy? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work well when you change the the, <laughs> the, uh, the tense. I'm doing well. I'm doing hey, pretty how's well.
3: How's it going, that guy?
2: That was pretty tense. Yeah. <laughs> Changed the I don't know why. That was terrible. That was uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was I was doing fine. Now not so much. <laughs> that joke has just has ruined my mood. I apologize <laughs> to everybody. Uh this week, hey, we do have
3: more nerdy cinematic ramblings coming at you. I spruik it every single week, but this week we are without an actual interview, and so we're gonna dive into a bigger chunk of those stupid movie rhetoric things that we do. Like we're gonna just ramble a whole lot more on this episode, mate.
4: Alrighty then.
3: I and mean, that's what we actually do best. It's not necessarily for the benefit of people listening, but that is what we do best. Yeah. Ramble.
2: But if <laughs> The problem is the minute you turn the mic on, the rambling kind of comes to an abrupt end <laughs> uh, as well, along with my memory, <laughs> people's names, faces, movie titles, all that sort of stuff. It's a shame that we should just, you just need to co- covertly record. Yeah. Because then we'd have a two hour middle bit. Masterpiece Was what, what you'd yeah. say. was <laughs> I mean I mean it would be the beginning of the happening. <laughs> people just randomly committing suicide.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love to. We love to endorse ourselves, don't we? We're good at it. We're good at it. Um, that was not your cue to switch off people. Keep listening because we do have a good show Some for you. Some people want to
2: kill themselves. Well, that is
3: true. And Other, we're the show for them. Otherwise they wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) Now I'm going to have to put a disclaimer. (laughs) Oh, Thanks for that, mate. Um, No, there's a reason to live and it is this show. (laughs) Uh, We have the regular weekly segment from the Bonehead Weekly Podcast in Kentucky coming up. And they're always fun. And of course, Jarrett Gunn from Monster Pictures will be here in a moment to talk about new releases and what's coming out on physical media. Big Uh, week this week. Yeah, it's a huge week. Uh, Our main social media platforms, of course, are Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and of course, Threads. (laughs) If you listen to us on Stitcher, though, I just want to say, you might want to start looking for another service because apparently Stitcher is closing down. So we will no longer be on there because nobody will be on there.
2: Goodbye, Stitcher. So do I have to go to the app store to download Threads? Is it a whole new app? (laughs) Mm, oh, yeah, it is. Just, yes, we'll do
3: that after the show. But can you, uh, let's let's. Uh, I can just make for fun, live. For fun,
2: fun. Uh, Imagine
3: if you fuck up.
2: Threads, half an Instagram app, and it just it says get okay. Like this is help the old man with technology. <laughs> uh, confirm. Okay, it's downloading. Ooh, All right, this is we'll, an exciting we'll moment. As the, as the show progresses, we'll Alrighty. talk through my. Uh,
3: well, what I want to know, Ben, have you been watching anything interesting this last
2: week? Uh. Well, we look, I, I we did have Monster Fest a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Still thinking about those films. Yep. Because uh, a couple of them I hadn't seen before, like mm-hmm. Silent Madness, and that was fucking great. Yep. I did um, watch
3: a 3D one this week as well after that conversation.
2: Yeah, right. And Amityville 3D, which mm-hmm. I had been led to believe, and it is, look, it's no Amityville 2. <laughs> uh, it's a lot more kind of straightforward. Yep. But it does, it is, it was super enjoyable. Like it takes a bit to get into it. Yep. But it was, it was, yeah. And the, the, my, the my favorite thing about the film, apart from the fact that young Lori Lachlan was in it <laughs> and young Meg Ryan, yeah. is that the main, the lead actor, mm. he has this this hairstyle that you just don't see anymore. This like weird <laughs> was, perm. Was it styled for three D? It was, yeah. Almost, <laughs> it was like he was wearing like a, a, a hedgehog on his head. Right. It was amazing. Wasn't a weave. I, no, God I, I I knows. I don't know what it was. It's like it was, you know, the um, when you're a kid, the stuff that they made the McDonald's playground out of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Astro Turfy stuff.
3: You got a McDonald's playground here, do? Yeah, that's fantastic. You can land on it safely. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I watched um, Jaws 3D last week.
2: Oh, okay. I haven't watched that in a long time. Admittedly, hang on. Are you, did you watch Jaws three three D or Jaws <laughs> nah, yes. three D? The Jaws.
3: The... Well, I watched Jaws three in two D. But having said that, when you watch it on two D, you can those three D moments are just they stick out like sore thumbs. So, like, you know, I didn't need the glasses. Yes, I get what they're going for. Glass shatters, comes at the screen, shark comes through it. It's a <laughs> like it's of course a, the shark does. It is an odd movie because when I was a kid, I remember it being pretty scary. As an adult, it's clearly very, very tacky, but it's got such a good cast, and yet it really is not a good Good. (laughs) good movie. Not even in a good, bad kind of way. Like, I remember enjoying it thoroughly, and I just did not this time, but anyway. I also watched Murder Cycle. (laughs) What's Murder Cycle? It's a Charles Band movie. That sounds amazing. It is. It's very good. It's a bit like The Wraith. Um, Yeah, and apparently, if you look at the poster or the VHS art, that's from a different movie that never got made, so that's
2: actually not related to the... (laughs) The final product That's my favourite kind of artwork I actually I did pick up that um, That Empire Pictures box set From Arrow Ooh I wonder if that's in there it arrived No No (laughs) I would have remembered Murder Cycle being on there (laughs) Uh, It's Dolls is on there though Oh fantastic I know you love Dolls Yep But like I ordered that on I think it was like Thursday or Friday Mm. And it arrived Tuesday Oh my goodness Like so fast Yes The shipping was so fast Amazing It was amazing um, and it's, I think it's maybe sold out now, so suck it, everyone. Else. Yeah,
3: buy um, my copy um, off
2: eBay. Uh, just,
3: I uh, also watched uh, Alan Quatermain and the Lost City of Gold. Haven't watched that in
2: a long time.
3: Did enjoy it. Is that the first one or the second one? Second one.
2: Okay, yeah. Is that the one with Cassandra Peterson? Was oh, she in the Jesus. first one? Uh, She's uh, the witch doctory type character. She the...
3: was in the second one. I'm pretty sure because I actually watched both of them. But right. the reason I watched it is because we've had this whole Indiana Jones as being you know the talk of the town. And I'm just thinking, we need now that he's hung up his hat, we need someone else to come along. And should we revive Alan Quartermain? It's problematic. His character's problematic, given when it was written and his, you know, character itself being yeah. a big game hunter and all that kind of stuff. Well,
2: you know, Umbrella have it have uh, Umbrella have announced the release of uh, Sky Pirates. Yes. Oh. On, yes. Uh, on Blu-ray, and it's the first time that film's been on anything. Uh, VHS, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. My DVD is a
2: VHS um, rip. Is a VHS rip, and but the the booklet that comes with it was written by John Harrison, and it's all on Indiana Jones knockoffs Knock and clones. It is amazing. Yep, it's yep. an amazing booklet, and there's you know stuff like Adventures of the Four Crowns, Treasure of the Four Crowns, uh, and High uh, Road to China, uh, High Road to China, and uh, uh, Bloodstone, and um, the two Alan Quartermain films. It, uh, Firewalker, Armor Firewalker? Armor of the Gods, yeah. Firewalker, yeah. I watched that again recently too and that did not hold up at all. Firewalker. No, <laughs> that's worse than I remember it being. It does have uh, Dale Arden in it, so I'll forgive it <laughs> just about anything. And <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah. I love the
3: fact, though, that the first Alan Quartermain movie that Canon did um, had John Rhys-Davies in it, who was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, so the- he's yeah. in the ripoff of his own movie. Of his own movie, <laughs> and
2: he's the bad guy. Yeah. But yeah. not as good as Herbert Lom. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so would you like would you like to see Alan Quarterman come back or should we start fresh with like another say national treasure type of thing?
2: I mean they've well they've done it like they did it with like the librarian and all those kind they've of this like relic Jack hunter, hunter,
3: Jack Hunter. Yeah. What was the um, one with Shane West? He Putin was in one. The Lady
2: El Dorado, yeah. Uh Yeah, look I don't look I mean Alan Quarterman was around before before then too. He's in League of Gentlemen, yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the Stuart Granger movie prior to the canon yeah. ones.
3: Hey, look, I'd, I'd be all down for um, them just rebooting Indiana Jones with a, a new lead actor that's young and he's got at least five movies in him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, many adventures to be told. Yeah. Uh, okay, look, yeah. Look, I still haven't seen the new Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 going to happen soon. Excellent. Uh, but, um, yeah, look, it's a real tough one. Like, I like all those kind of old serial type things. Yep. I really liked Sky Captain. Like they could just do that instead of doing Indiana Jones, j- reboot Sky Captain. Do you mean Sky but,
3: Pirates or Sky Captain? No,
2: Sky Captain, you know, the animated, the oh, yes, the yes, CGI yes, yes. Yes, I do. thing with Jude Law. Boom, and, yep. You know, the oh. animation on that, the, the, CGI effects. Is that what it was was called? I know the one you mean. Sky Um, Captain in the World of Tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the World of Tomorrow. Yes, that was fantastic. You think I've got the name wrong? Is that what you...
3: I do remember that film and loving the shit out of it and disappointed how it didn't really perform.
2: Uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow.
3: There you go. Excellent. I apologise.
2: Angelina Jolie. I guess for the cast and stuff. Yeah. Because it was all
3: based on a short film Mm. that that director made.
2: Yeah, in his bedroom. Mm. Mm, Yeah. And next thing you know is...
3: And look, all the money that Disney are pouring into like TV shows, I'm amazed they didn't actually resurrect Young Indy.
2: It's amazing when you think... I was listening to a podcast on the way here, the business then, they were talking about how the Citadel cost $50 million an episode on Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. How many movies could you make from one season of that show (laughs) that no one gave a shit about? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. You know.
3: It's... uh... Well, that's why they're striking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's move on. Let's um, just take a little bit of a pause and we'll bring Jared in for a bit of a chinwag. You know, there are literally hundreds of apps that you could listen to podcasts, but we recommend you listen to us on Newsly. You hear me talk about it every week. Have you tried it yet? Give it a shot. Not only can you listen to all the podcasts from around the world, but it takes all of the news articles from over 80 different countries, curates them according to your preference, and then reads them back to you in a natural human voice. Very, very handy for when you can't be bothered reading or you just can't read because you're driving or you're jogging or you know something like that. So, go to newsly.me download it and if you want a month of their premium service to get a whole lot more, then we've got you covered. You can use our exclusive code Monday without the O, M-N-D-A-Y. So, go to newsly.me, download it, upgrade for a month, see what you think, (laughs) newsly.me. All right, we're dragging Jarrett in here. How you going, mate?
5: Excellent, gentlemen, and that's because I've got a lot to talk about this week, which is quite rare when it pertains to home entertainment. It's a good week. It is a massive week. In fact, we should deem this as like the week of home entertainment horror, because there is so much genre content hitting home entertainment this week. It's it's honestly amazing, and it's good to see that it's getting a physical release locally instead of just going to, you know, digital or streaming or anything like that.
3: Why don't you tell us all about it? (laughs)
5: <laughs> all <coming> right <laughs> well let's let's kick it off with universal sony pictures home entertainment because they've got in my opinion the best release of the week it's coming out in all the formats it's scream is it scream six it is six yep. it's the yep. sixth screen it's confusing Last one was just called scream and now that now we've gone back to numbers but anyway scream it's coming out on 4k blu-ray dvd and now paramount have made an effort with this release because it's not only got seven featurettes on it and admittedly they are pretty marketing fluff featurettes but there's seven of them there's also an audio commentary so they're doing something with the release which makes me happy and we're not going to be you know waiting for a double dip of it but anyway and i liked it i thought it was quite a good i loved it i thought it was the best 3d is Uh it 3d is there a no, 3D but version? they did they did do a 3D theatrical because but yeah. it was a post convert 3D and it was very odd because it was only showing in a handful of cinemas. I saw it in 40X. Oh not 40X, sorry, what was it? Um it had the motion controlled seats and everything. It wasn't three yeah. D. D Box. Yeah. And it was great because you felt every stab and every gunfire, <laughs> you know. By the end of it, you pretty much felt motion sickness, but yeah,
4: it added to the experience. Like, it's yeah, it's
3: funny though. Like, I did, I thought it was the best sequel of all of them, to be honest with you. Like, just it was fresh for me. But you yeah. talked about it being confusing that the last one was called Scream, this one's now called Scream Six. But this one's also got the Roman numeral six, not the number six, yet all the yes. other numbers in the series absolutely. Are yes yeah. like it's a hot i crash. know no
5: consistency whatsoever i mean that's going to look really frustrating when you put it on your shelf <laughs> yeah, amidst the other titles and i mean think we're still waiting nerds. think of the nerds we're still waiting scream 3 hopefully we'll get a 4k maybe around october this year going by paramount sort of released of the previous films while scream 4 might might long for a release because that one's trapped I think sure, it's so. part of that Weinstein catalog. Uh, yeah. So it sits surely, maybe like... with Lionsgate or maybe it just sits in Harvey's pocket along with Dogma. So it's hard to say, <laughs> but, no, we need, but anyway- We need
3: a deluxe, a deluxe box.
5: Bloody eyes. And so yeah. that that's the best release this week, but Universal Sony are also releasing from the Sony catalog the Pope's exorcist on Blu-ray and DVD, which I'm still yet to see, but I'm highly fascinated by, particularly after Glenn's review. <laughs>
3: oh, what's with, like? And Russell Crowe now has another movie out where he's doing a Russian accent. Like he's just stuck on these bad accents right now. Yeah,
5: I know it's tragic. I watched a video with Russell Crowe on YouTube the other day where it was with Howard Stern and Howard Stern was talking about, you know, roles that he passed up that Russell Crowe passed up that he regrets and i was just like i saw that come i saw that video come up on my youtube feed (laughs) yeah i I watched it yeah it was like a three-parter because i think it was like a compilation of howard stern talks to actors and basically says what's the best role that you passed up and you regret sort of thing (laughs) but yeah russell crowe turned up on that one i can't recall the film that he passed up but he he did mention whilst he's not done a sequel he was eager to do like an l.a confidential too because he would like to know where his character is you know however many years down the track, but fascinating stuff. Pope's Exorcist, it's got two featurettes on there, that's all, and they run it like five or six minutes each, so they are pure marketing fluff. There's not even a trailer. I mean, that's how lazy the majors are these days. They can't even put a trailer on there, and that was a big selling point for them when DVD first came. You know, screen, you know, what was it? Scene selections and original trailer. No. Interactive menus. The past. Interactive menus. Interactive menus. <laughs> Picture disc. With some technical yeah, yeah. fucking disc. Well,
3: I mean, you can just go to YouTube for a trailer. So,
5: well, it's true. But what yeah. if we lose the internet? You now, know. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah right. You know. What and if we have an HD? apocalypse and I'm running my Blu-ray off a generator, what? but I need to watch the trailer to see at, if I want to watch? Look at Disney. They've,
3: they've just ripped that crater from their catalog along with 150 other titles, and it's nowhere. To be I found know.
5: I was, listening I was looking to forward pod- to that. Listen to the podcast this morning with the, what do they call them, the the Rat King, and he had Adam Devine on, and Adam Devine was saying that, you know, Magic Camp, a film that he did, a Disney plus kids kind of film, I didn't watch it because, I mean, yeah, it's borderline. I love Adam Devine, and I think even Jillian, uh, uh, what's her surname, Jillian, the bird from Jacob's? Yes, Jillian Jacobs. Is that it? Yes, I think it is. From anyway, Community. that film, no, it's not that one. <laughs> it's the one from Brittany Runs a Marathon and Workaholics and um, oh, uh, yeah. Idiot Sitter. That one, Jillian Bean, Jillian Bean maybe, something like that. Anyway, I, I she's very talented. But Magic Camp was just not for me. It was too age-directed at kids. But regardless, the film has been plucked off Disney+, Plus along with Crater and a bunch of other content. And it's, yeah, it's... It's odd. It's Disney returning to their vault days, but doing it with their streaming. So maybe they'll create demand for these movies. But Crater's an odd one, considering it only been on the platform for two months, and now they've already shifted it off. I was really
3: keen to watch it, too. I was, like, ready for it. Bugger.
5: Yeah. But I'm sure you can go on Disney Plus and watch any number of the (laughs) X-Men.
3: Oh, we're frozen. Is that just me?
5: Uh,
2: Jarrett's frozen. Am I frozen? No, you're fine. What happened on set?
5: <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. There we go. He's back. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice he was missing, but he's returned. <laughs> and you didn't miss a home entertainment title at all. I just wasted some time on that predatory character, Brian Singer. So moving on to some more horror that's <laughs> hitting the home universe, entertainment. The
3: universe cut
4: you out.
5: <laughs> yes. So we've got. From Acorn Media, they're releasing two shutter titles. They've got Skinner Marink, which is like, you know, pretty much the indie sensation this year. And they've made an effort with the home entertainment release. (laughs) Neil Marshall takes another dump on his cinematic legacy with the lair which is coming out on blu-ray and dvd and there's no commentary on that because it'd have to be 90 minutes of him apologizing instead you get a six minute featurette which hopefully has six minutes of him apologizing and saying you know if they gave me the money i'd do doomsday too i would i promise but uh in He's other news back i think did...
3: on the show <laughs>
5: <laughs> rightly so but i mean didn't he get on there to promote the reckoning come on car reckoning yeah. <laughs> he's he's apparently oh well no sorry not him but apparently they're rebooting hellboy again and someone told me and i said yeah neil marshall's got no part of that does he and they Mm -hmm. said no and i went thank god for that (laughs) i don't think he's going to get back to the a-list anytime soon but that's all right okay other home entertainment releases horror home entertainment releases roadshow from the warner catalog are releasing evil dead rise on 4k blu-ray and dvd now, Warner's gone all the way out to include no special features on this release. So hats off to them, Warner. 100th anniversary of uh, Warner Brothers and you're making a real effort with a movie that made money. Where Studio Canal in the UK are throwing a you know, commentary on that and a short film. So anyway, if you want it, you can get it. If you just want to watch the movie, you know, that's fine and good. They're also releasing Roadshow from the A24 catalogue Bo is Afraid on Blu-ray and DVD. And this one actually has a pretty chunky special feature. It's like an hour-long documentary on the making of the film. And it's one of those kind of docos. It's not marketing fluff. It's like a full-pledged making-of kind of doco, which is always cool to get a bit of insight into Ari Aster and particularly into this kind of film as well. So, so yeah, that's, that's...
3: that's... They're the same company, right? That's releasing that and Evil Dead?
5: Well, Roadshow. Roadshow are releasing it, but it's A24 in the States, which I think are distributed through Lionsgate. So different because, yeah, the Evil Dead's Warner, which is a direct port of the Warner US release, but Roadshow are distroing it. Then the last one I'll mention, which is not horror, but deserves another mention. I have mentioned them on a previous podcast episode, and that's a few titles from the Warner back catalogue that are all making their way to 4K UHD for the first time vacation rio bravo and east of eden so yep. they're all coming out and they're coming out at great price um, points as well hang on vacation the national lampoon's vacation remake no no national lampoon's vacation the original yeah the, the original original yeah. okay, the original but the original i mean, from i'm from i will 80s. totally take a 4k of the vacation redo I'm totally vacation like yeah. so,
2: it's, so it's the it's, one from the 80s and it then stands on rio its and, own. Bravo
5: and from here
2: to eternity like, no, still East of Eden, East of Eden, East of Eden. Yeah. Yes, still no, pretty like two, two, two hmm. classics and an 80s comedy, which is also a classic, but of a completely different, yeah. Kind. Like, they're really, you know, they're really putting a lot of thought into the
5: they're curating it anniversary? Of 100th anniversary. Yeah, they're all anniversary. Yeah. To... Oh, no, it's not, it's not an anniversary of Vac. Oh, is it? I don't know. It was Vacation 83? Maybe it is, it might very well be. I think it is. I think think vacation was eighty-three, so probably is a fortieth anniversary. Whereas the other two, I don't think they're any particular anniversaries. They've just Mm -hmm. been looking to churn out all the all the uh, films of James Dean, and this is the final one of the three to make it to four K UHD. And as as they did a didn't they do a three disc Blu-ray?
4: Eighty-three,
5: no Bravo. Eighty-three in July. There you go. Wow, shit! It's right on, right on the money rio bravo they did do a really nice mm. like collector's edition of that some time ago i remember at least in the us it was one of those big boxes that had all the paraphernalia and that with it the one i really want yeah. wanted to do and i don't know if they still hold the license to it in the states i think they do in other territories not so much is jfk i mm. want a definitive jfk release on 4k that has the theatrical has the director's cut and you can throw on that bloody recent oliver stone documentary where he's gone back and he's analyzing different theories and things because he's just obsessed with it god bless him but that's that's a 4k release i would love to own so i've got a you know, book release again, the book blu-ray which i like i do too the digibook blu-ray but the, i think it's only the digi- got the director's cut of it i don't think it's got the theatrical on yeah. you know i'm a completist when it comes to oliver stone because you know, when it comes to those particular films, not so much, say, Heaven and Earth. I don't need multiple versions of Heaven and Earth Or, or did he do Edgar? Uh, not Edgar. He didn't do that one. The Edgar Hoover. Wasn't that? Uh, that was Clint Eastwood. That was no. Clint Eastwood. No, he did, um, Nixon. He did Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I still which have not. Seen. When they
3: did, when they did that that big deluxe um, DVD box set of Oliver Stone's work, they left out Nixon and they left out the hand. And talk radio. Ah, Three. Ah, Three little bastards. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk radio. And film. Yeah.
2: Sorry? Pornography and slasher films. How could they leave that out?
5: <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. Celebrate his legacy quite... all or nothing. All right. They should have put Queen, what quite... is it, uh, Queen of Evil is it or something? You know, the one that's also known as Seizure? The one with yeah, the, the wolf yeah. from, um... from Fantasy Island? I can't remember.
3: I've read, yes, I've read Javier or whatever his name is. 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 I've read somewhere that um, he's disowned um, The Hand, Oliver Stone. Yeah, right. No, no, okay. sorry, not The Hand, not The Hand. Uh, talk Radio, I should say. He's disowned oh my Talk God. Radio. That's my favourite film of his. Because he had no hand in writing it and he got shitty that, you know, it's the only film oh. of his
5: that he hasn't tinkered with as far as, you know, script writing. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's such an incredible <laughs> film it's for beautiful. something that is literally, you know, a contained sort of movie. It's, it's great. Just, Michael Winkler. I mean,
2: yeah. Yeah. That was that movie that 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 movie kind of makes up a significant part of my teenage years because I used to li- listen to Triple R religiously and they had the they had two idents from that film that oh, played wow. they just yeah. played constantly. It was always, you know, pornography and slasher films.
5: <laughs> yes. Like, it had a ter- terrific um cover too. The video had a novelty yeah. cover which opened in that I think that was probably what sucked me in, and then I watched it. And seeing it, I don't know, it was eight or nine when it came out, and I was just flawed. Was, I, was I like, do think
3: I think that's one of the incredible. only films he's ever been a gun for hire on.
5: And what's the chap that's in it that plays the radio guy? The guy from um... Bogdanovic, yeah, Eric Bogosian.
3: Oh, Bogosian, yes! I say. Bogosian. that's it.
5: Yeah, and I love that guy. Eric I think Bogos- he's Eric terrific. Bogos- he's just a scene stealer. That guy, like you know, even in the more average films like Larry Cohen's special effects, he's such oh, a terrific dude, actor. Under Siege too. Oh, yeah, of course. Under Siege Dark Territory, directed by Jeff Murphy, New Zealand filmmaker Jeff Murphy. You know it. What's Ben got here? Oh, there it is. Look at that. (laughs) your Magnificence. And that looks like it's in... Oh, yeah. See, how could you not be, like, lured in by that
4: awesome packaging?
3: That's a really deceiving front cover, isn't it? That white, that's really, like,
5: misleading, I reckon.
4: Yeah, Look right there, looks like An a Woody Oliver Allen Stone movie. Film. Yeah.
5: <laughs> no, I love it. That's that's first, when you know,
2: first platoon, then Wall Street, now comes Oliver Stone's controversial new movie.
5: Yes, ah, it's four horrific. bucks. <laughs> Incredible. And we've managed Ford to talk Ford. about talk radio <laughs> yeah. and Howard Stern in this one segment. So there you go. I don't know. It all ties together rather well, gentlemen. But that's all the news I have for you this week. It's a great week for home entertainment. It's probably a good week for you know, retailers to have some sort of percentage off sale so you can stock up at a bargain basement price.
3: (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you, sir. It's been fun as always. Uh, I'll catch you next week.
5: Absolute pleasure. See you, gentlemen.
3: Doodles. So two weeks ago on the show, we had Melzi at the desk and we played a game of, I don't know what we call it, but we named an actor, a movie they're in, then you name another actor from that movie and so on. And it repeats. Uh, and we were a bit rusty on that one. Mind you, we only have three of us, which makes that game very tricky, and now we only have two of, two us, of us, and we're going to try it again. <laughs> you know, it's purely filler. It's yeah. purely filler. <laughs> <laughs> the filler games. Yeah, so let's give it another go. We've got a, we're have got we also going to do some lucky dip-in later, which we haven't done for a while, and we're going to dip into one of those now to get us started. I reckon this week we score as well, so I reckon we go oh, okay. for best out of five and see what, what comes of it. See who wins. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> House is the film.
3: Okay, okay. So I would so, go John Ratzenberger, Toy Story,
2: and then I could go. No, same.
3: I've got it wrong. I've got it wrong. He's in Part Two. So that's a one point for me. That is
2: one point. for you. That's a quick game, this wasn't is it? A, this <laughs> is going well. I didn't. Well, I didn't challenge you. No, but oh, is that how uh, it works? Can you get away with the wrong answer if you're not challenged? Is this like? Well, you can. Is kind like of. like you know? <laughs> you can kind of. Okay. Okay. So, Return of the Living Dead. Tom Matthews, and
3: um, hmm, I can make it tricky for you. You make it and very tricky for. Go, you. Kickboxer Four.
2: Kickboxer Four. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> who's the? Who's even the guy in Kickboxer Four? <laughs> I've, I I have no idea. I don't know anyone from. I don't. I don't Never seen kickboxer. Before. You know the lead actor though. Is it is it Sasha from Step by Step? Yep. I'll give you that. What's his What's his name? Sasha Mitchell. Mitchell. Yep. Uh, who was also in <laughs> Kickboxer Three? He was. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny one. I'll go Dennis Chan, Kickboxer. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, then Jean Claude Van Damme. Now we're getting out, of the, we're getting uh, out of the puddle. <laughs> uh knockoff. Rob Schneider, Juice Bigelow. Oh, geez, that's a good one. Uh who's in Juice Bigelow? I don't know the guy I know the, the, the guy who's the gigolo, but I don't know what his name is. Yeah. And then there's the girl from the fish tank, I only know her first name. Amy Poehler's in it, but I can't uh Amy Poehler. <laughs> Blades of Glory.
3: Okay, so then Will Ferrell and Knight of the Roxbury. (laughs) I mean, this is a fun game, but I don't know how interesting (laughs) it is is. to listen to.
2: Yeah, you're going, okay, so then (laughs) Steve Catan. Chris Catan. Chris Catan, sorry. And Corky Romano.
3: Peter Fork. And
2: Princess Bride. Uh, Carrie Euless, Shadow of a Vampire.
3: Fucking hell. This is going to go forever. This one, <laughs> <laughs>
2: John Malkovic
3: of Mice and Men,
2: Gary Sinise, <laughs> uh, The Imposter. Fuck, you might have got me on that one. Was the
3: imposter? It wasn't Mark Wahlberg.
2: No. All right, that's two to Ben. <laughs> Uh, I think it's Madeline Stowe actually. Yeah,
3: that was a good one. Uh, See now we need to the gloves have to come off now.
2: Yeah, when you're just doing just trying to stump the other person. Yep. Well it. I need
3: to I need to take the gloves off if I'm behind by two. Yeah. <laughs> you win the next game, you win overall. Well no, I guess it's your turn to pick one. Alright. <clears> need to think about this what one. The,
2: no, you just tell me the film. I get to pick the first oh, actor. Okay. Yeah. Final destination. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh D1 Sour? Uh, <laughs> idle hands.
3: All right, so Seth Green and
2: Austin Powers. Uh, I regret that <coughs> I should have gone with another one. Yeah, uh, but now I can't think of the guy's name who I want to. Robert Wagner, <laughs> Harper. You win. <laughs> I should have taken
3: those gloves off at that last question. That's it. You win, mate. It's, it was best out of five. It was best out of five. Yeah. Oh,
2: well, I should have. Uh, I, I could have. Well, then uh, let's go back. I'll say Robert Wagner. <laughs> go back to Seth Green. <laughs> yeah. Go back to Seth Green. <laughs> I was going to say gonna Arcade. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have known. All right. I should remember Arcade the... Uh... <laughs> oh, no, hang on. Is is Clint, Clint Howard in Arcade? No. No, he's in Evil Speak. Yep, yep. Yes. Yeah. There you go. what do you want to just want to do a gimme?
3: Like just one one bonus round?
2: Yeah, let's do just another one. Oh, we just keep going as long as you want.
3: No, I'll do one more and then we can move on. Like, I don't mind a shorter episode. <laughs> 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 I'd rather the conversation come from a lucky dip, to be honest with you. Okay, Scanners.
2: Scanners? Yep. Jesus. Who are the actors in Scanners? Oh, Michael Ironside in Highlander 2.
3: <laughs> Highlander 2. Um, there's an obvious one there, but I... I kind of want to... There's a couple of obvious ones there, but I want
2: to... Even the obvious names have obscure movies, though.
3: Yeah. Um. Okay. Virginia Cartwright and... Let's go Electric Dreams. Virginia Madsen, I should have said, not Cartwright. Oh. Yes. You didn't challenge me.
2: No. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of that person, <laughs> but, but you know, how well do I know well, Highlander 2? The two? one I'm I
3: accidentally know. said would have been Alien. Virginia Cartwright.
2: Well, it's Veronica Cartwright. Oh,
3: Veronica... i <laughs> I've lost <laughs> twice over in the same question. But yeah, who
2: else is in I mean, Electric Dreams?
3: Isn't your dreamboat in that? Mr. Dreamy McDreamboat from Twin Peaks? Let's not... Uh, I just want to make sure it is who I think it is. If you can hear the tippity taps. It's, yes, it is exactly who I thought it was. Phew. It's a psychiatrist in
2: Twin Peaks. Not. Uh, it's not like Tom Hulse or Timothy Bottoms. Nope. Uh, and it's not. Who is the. Everett McGill is the dreamboat in Twin <laughs> Peaks. Even though he does get his ass kicked. Uh, there, there be... Who's and Dana Ashbrook?
3: No, Lenny who's Von Dolan.
2: I've never heard that name before.
3: <laughs> Surely you have. Sure. I thought we've had that conversation. Okay. Let's have a look. I'll show you what it looks like just so we like can. Like if it was
2: Daniel Von Bargen, I'd be like, <laughs> fuck yeah.
3: <laughs> that guy.
2: Yeah, right. He's the he's the lead. I've never i've I, I, that's why I was struggling with that okay. film. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know who that guy was.
3: Well, that's all right. Bud Court is in Electric Dreams, and Miriam Margolay or whatever her fucking name is, is the old lady, the old lady, the old lesbian.
2: She likes, the, old, yeah. the old
3: Dyke. She likes to call herself. <laughs> She's in Electric Dreams.
2: Yeah, right. Hmm. Who did just the theme song? Electric Dreams. Who, uh, who I know saw? who did the score. I don't Is know. It the Human
3: League was it? The Human League who did? Uh, Giorgio Moroder did the score. I don't know. Together in electric dreams. Uh, Had a good director though. By the by, um, memory. Fuck! I can't oh,
2: Jarrett's going to be listening to this show
3: and frustrated. I think and he, like
2: punching his. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> punching the, his phone. Direct,
3: the director of Electric Dreams, if I'm not mistaken, did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But himself. you know what, I've been wrong like six times already just during this one segment, so <laughs> what the fuck would I know?
2: <laughs> Philip Oak- oh, Oakley and, jo- and George Ramo- Ramota, Maroda, George Ramota, <laughs> Who it sounds, sounds like annoying. I it was the human, human League.
3: Oh, okay. Well, hey, at least I'm not the only one that's incorrect on this game. <laughs> yeah. And that um, was Clusterfuck, everybody. yeah.
2: <laughs> Should we move on to more? Yeah, let's have an interview next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Face and he never combed his hair, he had axle grease embedded underneath his fingernails. On the muscle of his arm was a red tattoo, a picture of a heart saying, Mother, I love you. He had a pretty girlfriend by the name of Mary Lou, but he treated her just like he treated all the rest. And everybody pitied her cause everybody knew he loved that dog on motorcycle best. He wore black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with an eagle on the back. He had a hot popsicle that took off like a gun. That fool was the terror of Highway 101. Mary Lou Perkle, she pleaded and she begged him not to leave. She said, I've got a feeling if you ride tonight, I'll grieve. But her tears were shed in vain and her every word was lost in the rumble of his engine and the smoke from his exhaust. He took up like a devil, there was fire in his eyes. He said, I'll go a thousand miles before the sun can rise. But he hit a screaming diesel that was California bound. And when they cleared the wreckage, all they found was his black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with an eagle on the back. But they couldn't find the sick like a gun And they never found the terror Of Highway
3: 101 Black denim trousers and motorcycle boots By The Cheers, mate a Song from 1955 um, A song released one week Before the death of James Dean Whose death apparently is what Gave that song cult status Right. So, there you go. It's a song that um, they... There's so many significant points to this song. Apparently, it was the first teen tragedy song. And apparently, it was the first Rebel Motorcycle song. Well, there you go. I love that the girl in that song is Mary Lou. It, I feel like every single girl in the 1950s was Mary Lou. It was
2: Mary Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Lou. <laughs>
3: but in case uh, people listening haven't picked up on it yet, there lies the theme. Today's music is all to do with threads. So, black... Denim and trousers and motorcycle boots, a pair of threads, oh. and the opening song, of course, was um the sweater song.
2: I could never wear that sweater. <laughs> or is it that? Is it that sweater song? Or is it the uh, <laughs> the, the?
3: There's a few sweater songs. I, I a, yeah, that was the Weezer version.
2: The Weezer, yeah, Weezer sweater song. <laughs>
3: yes, that's right fucking hell. Anyway, so this is prolonging now. We're we're at that point Roots. where this should be the interview band. String it out. But what we're going to do instead is lucky dip. Let me uh I should have reached over. <laughs> in between segments to get this. You miscalculated
2: is... the fact that you actually have to stand up to to reach it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far away. I got it. I got it.
3: All right. So lucky dip. If you haven't been listening to the show for a while, we did used to do this every single week. We used to present uh, in the we, vi- not on the show, not we not did it show, on the on the video. Videos. And, and what I want to say is that I um I do miss doing the uh the lucky dip videos, to be honest with you. And I have been sort of in my mind brainstorming a way to bring it back. That's not necessarily how we used to do it. Like maybe as it's, its own little thing in a different environment. But uh, I loved it. Ben didn't. Ben doesn't no. like being on video.
2: I don't like being on video. I was I was never really a big fan of lucky dip either. <laughs> Wow. I'm a big fan of the themes. I like the themes, but I I, I do like the lack of uh, uh, prep. prep required. <laughs> yes,
3: that's right. Look, you know, but I, you
2: know how I picked the th- a lot of the themes. Like at the beginning of the of the year, yep. You would go okay, so pitch me a bunch of themes, and I'd come up with a list, and you'd have a list, and I would just look at my Blu-ray collection at movies that I <laughs> own that I haven't <laughs> seen yet that I want to watch. Yep. And I'm like, so this if if I can tie a theme around it. It'll be the perfect excuse to watch the film. The problem would be is that the theme would pop up so late in the year that I could no longer remember what the film was that I wanted to tie it to. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right. We do have a themed episode coming up a little bit later in the year, just trying to think of what that was. I think it might be the um, 100 Years of Disney episode. Oh. It's going to have a Disney focus. But that's that's much later. it's that's October or something like that. Oh,
2: Halloween. Perfect time for a Disney focus. <laughs>
3: Well, they did Mr. Boogity and they did Haunted Mansion. And <laughs> There's plenty. We could do a Halloween Disney special.
2: We could. But we, 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 won't. We,
3: we both just want to do Hoobie Halloween, don't yeah. we?
2: <laughs> That's what we want to do. Fuck do I want to watch that again. We I am so looking forward to, to particularly
3: it. Particularly now that Ray is not with us anymore, Like, I think it's going to hold... Because he's so funny and stupid in it, yeah. with that big Afro clown wig, it's going to be so much more impactful for me i'm gonna really get nostalgic over that um, i
2: actually i feel like i mean I, look i'm really looking forward to seeing hubie halloween don't get me wrong yep but i also i kind of want to do like an adam sandler marathon and go back mm-hmm. and revisit all of his films
3: i do too you only have to say that once i'm on yeah on board like <laughs> the cobbler i want to watch the cobbler again
2: yeah <laughs> i'll watch them all i don't care i and like and the spin-offs like you know grandma's boy and
3: oh yeah.
2: um, uh, eight crazy, I'd, I'd watch Eight Crazy Nights again. <laughs> With Whitey. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know what? Like, I call like you've got your Adam Sandler films, which are the ones that we we're talking about first, and the, these little spin offs that you're saying, I call, like, them, even though, like, I call I, them. I consider
2: the... all Rob Schneider films to be basically Adam Sandler Same. and Norm MacDonald films.
3: Same. And then you've got those other ones, which I call the Alan Covert films. Yeah. <laughs> which are the, like the Grandma's Boy, the, the ones that are just. Far further down the, <laughs> the yeah. ladder than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah,
2: the ones with no name stars. But
3: when we do Hoobie Halloween, we'll have to get Chloe over and do it with Chloe because you know that's the, you can't she watch. hates it. You can't watch it without Chloe. All right, lucky. We'll do Dippin. we'll do a
2: double that in Princess Bride and <laughs> and point at every every comedic moment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, like lucky dipping people. I've just pulled one out and it is Timeline.
2: Timeline. The Michael Crichton.
3: Yes. Now, this this is not my writing.
2: With Gerard Butler. It's my writing. Uh,
3: Gerard Butler. Is that the one that's Richard? Donner? Billy
2: Connolly. I don't. I actually I have no idea who who directed it, but it's the one where they. Uh, uh, what's his name? The albino.
3: Oh yes, it's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, you're Neil do-
2: McDonough goes. Yes. Yeah. Paul no, Walker. Paul Walker's in is this Neil one. McDonald the guy who's the. <laughs> <laughs> Neil McDonough's in it, but I can't remember if he's the because they. They basically invent a time travel machine. Yep. And then one of the original team that goes through with Billy Connolly, who's yep. uh, Paul Walker's dad. Yep. And? and um,
3: David Thewlis is in it. Um, yeah, but
2: who's the other guy I just mentioned? Uh, oh, the
3: Michael, um, Neil McDonough,
2: I should say. No, no, no. The, um, <laughs> Gerard
3: Butler. Gerard Butler.
2: Yep. I can't remember if they're brothers or they're just friends. Sure. But Paul, Wa- so Paul Walker's dad, Billy Connolly, yep. invents the time machine, and goes back, and yep. I'm pretty sure it's with Neil McDonough. Yep. And then Neil McDonough realises he can just become a god there yeah. and takes over. And so they have to go back to try and get rescue Billy Connolly and protect the timeline. Restore order, yep. Yeah.
3: Yep. It's a great movie. I watched this theatrically and then I watched it once on DVD. Haven't seen it since. But I remember it tanking. Like it did not perform very well. It's sort it of gone and forgotten.
2: Yeah. It's like that uh, Rolling Thunder movie or whatever <laughs> it was.
3: Um, Francis O'Connor, I think, is in Timeline.
2: Yeah. I don't know. We're not playing the game anymore. You, you, ah, you know. I don't know. I'm
3: trying to
4: remember <laughs> trying the to remember. film. Um,
2: uh, but yeah, look, it is definitely imprint released on Blu-ray. Yes. The second or third batch of films that they mm-hmm. that they released. And I even then, it's then it had great. a little
3: bit of a resurgence and it's fallen back into obscurity. <laughs> into obscurity. <laughs> Didn't last long. I,
2: like, I really like, I, like, I really rate the film, but like I couldn't really tell you mm. any more than the basic plot outline because it has been... A long time. Like, DVD, I think, was the last time I saw it. I did buy the Blu-ray, but I did not... Pop it in the machine.
3: I um, I do have it in the other room. I might have to, I have to watch it. Have to give her a watch. Yeah, after Definitely this or, worth it. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Lucky oh, Dip. My turn. Yep.
2: <coughs> we're a, we're a, we're now,
3: when we did Lucky Dip last time, this was also a reason to actually contribute to our letterbox.
2: Yes, which we still have. <laughs> but <laughs> We haven't added to all year. When a stranger calls with Camilla Bell. It actually, that um. no, doesn't specify. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've, we've spoken about this film a few times on the show in the past. In what's, the past. That, what's her name? Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Yeah, it's a good one. This is the movie that From pretty Last much Detail. inspired Scream and a whole bunch of other teen-slash yeah. movies. But it's also, I remember watching it maybe three or four years ago and not realising that the Scream component of the movie is pretty much just the first act, and then it goes off on a weird fucking tangent. You find out who the killer is
2: quickly, yeah, and
3: then it follows them. And is it like then a like a judicial process.
2: Yeah, it's so strange. It's I remember my strongest memory of it really is is my mother telling me about it. There were two films that terrified her as yep. at, when she was young. The first one was M. Mm-hmm. She couldn't handle that. anytime you did that whistle. It freaked her out and she would <laughs> she would force you to stop. Yeah. And when a stranger called like so routinely I would if I was out, I yep. would call her up and
3: "Have you checked the children?" What came first? Was it when a stranger calls or Black Christmas, the whole killer on the phone thing. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. We could Google that. You one. know
2: who would know? Jarrett, who is <laughs> yeah. once again punching his phone. <laughs>
4: Do
3: just, these
2: guys know anything? Why am I listening to this podcast? I know more than these two idiots. We just <laughs> record this show to piss him off, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> he and Melsey are the only two people who listen. Yeah, so. I mean,
3: Jarrett's like, I used to be on that show. <laughs> damn it! Like it was good then.
2: <laughs> there
3: was integrity. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen When a Stranger Calls Back? No, no never I, seen it. I have that in the other room as well, and I, I've not watched that. I think ever. I think I've just had it and never actually given never actually watched it.
2: It's Carol Kane again, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah, all grown up,
2: all grown. up. But this is
3: Carol Kane after her comedy career, which is hilarious yeah.
2: to me. <laughs> well, she was in, but surely this would have been after the last detail, where she's the, she plays the prostitute in that. Who they the first one? You mean the last detail? No, oh,
3: no, the, the first. Um, when Stranger, when stranger, stranger yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, surely. I would have thought. I would too. But Anyway, my memory says she's a teenager. Yeah, it.
2: I could just look it up on the old interwebs, but okay.
3: why? Well, you can do that. And meanwhile, I've just lucky dipped The Majestic. Now, there's a movie I've not thought about for a fucking long time. I think the last time I thought about The Majestic was when I wrote it on this piece of paper and put it <laughs> in the jar, and then I forgot all about
2: it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Same. The Majestic when it uh, came out.
3: Yep. Directed by Frank Darabont, who I think this movie underperformed at the time simply because of the fact that there was a lot riding on it. Like, expectation was high because he'd done Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I just
2: realised how 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 skewed my opinion of <laughs> a film being disappointing or, like, disappointing is because I would go strictly by... <laughs> how well it did on your release at the video store. Yeah, that's right. I have right. no idea about how <laughs> things do theatrically. I was like, it was quite popular. We got five copies and they were always out.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, look at Shawshank Redemption, right? Like, Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it's certainly no Shawshank. Yeah. yeah.
3: But also, Shawshank was like an underperformer. That movie didn't find traction until Home Entertainment, right? Yeah, right. Uh, but the majestic, Jim Carrey, um, who else is in that? It was Bob Gunton. I don't know if he was in that too, but...
2: Bob Gunton. It was... Um, Martin Landau. That's who it was. Martin Landau. And Bruce Campbell is in it as yeah. a, as a, as um, oh, what was his name? Who's that swashbuckler movie star no. who was in
3: er, not Errol Flynn? Um,
2: it's the June, Douglas Fairbanks. Yes, like a Douglas Fairbanks type. <laughs> and um, Laurie, somebody or another, she was in Walking Dead, and uh, she's also in the first Silent Hill movie.
3: Nah, I have no idea. who You're talking about there.
2: Um, she's the female lead, the one that he's kind of in love with, that he sticks around to impress.
3: All right, I'm googling.
2: Oh, Jesus, she's in the Marfoo cage. Oh, Laurie Holden. Laurie Holden.
3: Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, really good memories of this one. This is once again. I need to go back and watch this because um, Gee, Hal Santa. Holbrook, far out. He must have been young. No, Hal Holbrook's the old guy. Who's the new one? <laughs> oh, <fucking> what? <laughs> Never mind. I was thinking of somebody else. Hal Holbrook's the old guy that was, you know, in so many fucking movies. He's old in everything. I'm thinking, everything who's that? Who's that younger actor that's in the new Indiana Jones? Whole I, Whole whole fucking whatever. Oh, I hate the fact that I'm using Google this whole fucking episode. I
2: I've never, not seen the new Indiana Jones. I have no idea who's in it.
3: You will when I when I say his name. Fucking hell! This is
2: a shmozzle. Holt McKellum, McKellum, that guy, <laughs> the guy from Creepshow. <laughs>
3: Not even Googling properly. Holt
2: McKanny, McKelly, McCannie?
3: just want to mispronounce the names because I'm good at it. Uh, no, I am thinking of um, Boyd Holbrook. Fuck me dead.
2: Boyd Holbrook? I don't yeah. know who that is. <laughs> Holt. Now yeah, I'm trying to find who this... Holt. Oh, McC- my God. Holt McCallany. <clears throat> yeah. McCallany. I'm done.
3: All right, that's the end of the show, folks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. It's been a good one. <laughs>
2: we should just rename the show.
3: Actually, you know... You you said that you uh, miss doing themes on a the show, and I I miss them too. So because we're talking about threads this week, <coughs> what are your favourite movies about threads? Clothing.
2: I know Jarrett's going to hate me once again because I don't say Phantom Thread because I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, I'm, Th- I'm dangerous tonight. <laughs> what a fantastic film that is.
4: <laughs>
2: How's it Gucci? The, 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 the possessed <laughs> dress.
3: Mm. Yes. With
2: a magic Yep. Yep. Um, you found a predeporte. I saw Predapet theat theatrically not really having I just like it was like Oh it's the guy who did mash. Yeah <laughs> I'll watch this. Not realizing how fucking hit and miss yeah. I, he can be.
3: I, I think I saw it theatrically too. And back then, his reputation for me was the guy that just packs as many Hollywood people into a movie into a as movie. possible. Yeah. And that was the shtick. And they I, all talk over each other. And at that time, yes. And at that time, I didn't know that he had a career of actual really amazing, incredible films like Nashville <laughs> and, and whatever. Nashville. And Nashville and all that. Yeah. Stuff like, yeah.
2: I feel like I've got to go back because I'm from memory though, the end scene is they all walk out, all the models walk out nude down the runway. And that's the, it's like the emperor's clothes type, the emperor's new clothes I type I think you're thing. right. I
3: think you're right. One of them's pregnant and she's got like a rubber belly. Yeah, like,
2: a, it's like Helena Christensen or yeah. someone like that. Like they're all supermodels. Christy. Here
3: comes the outstepper. I'm, <laughs> <No,
2: laughs> I'm a lyrical gangster. So I've, yeah, like I feel like I do need to go back. It's like, like Nashville because mm. I didn't really enjoy Nashville the first time I watched it. So I feel like I need to go back and give that a proper watch. Of course, in Australia, and give a proper. How watch.
3: long was it in Australia before we realised it was called predeportee? Because it was ready to wear when we saw it. <laughs> ready to wear, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It was,
2: but I'm sure it was predeportee on the VHS release.
3: May have been, yes. On the sell through oh. one, it definitely was. It was like, yeah. yeah. But I, I reckon when it first hit um, rental, like uh, as in like exclusive to rental, I think then it was just ready to wear. Ready to wear. And well, then, I seem
2: to remember being in a big show like a or white roadshow case.
3: Was it pre And it was too hard to say, and they changed it to ready to wear.
2: They could have been pre ready to wear because you, okay, like, yeah, we used yeah, to, I don't yeah. know if you had this, but we used to have people coming in asking for turbulence, but yeah. they would ask for like death is,
3: yeah, death, de- fear of blow or whatever, yeah, yeah whatever, yeah. yeah. And um,
2: <laughs> that was that edge of tomorrow was, you know, fight, die,
3: win,
0: whatever, revive, what about, yeah. or whatever the <laughs> hell it
2: was. But, yeah, you know, people didn't actually. They
0: just
3: w- they want the tagline. Yeah,
2: and then we had you know people just who couldn't read who would ha- who come in and ask for True Love and Chaos. And like, yes. oh, you mean Chaos? Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, my my favorite. The it was always Les Miserables.
2: Les Miserables.
3: Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Let's move on. No more lucky did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shit show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we really should have got that interview this week. <laughs>
0: welcome to bonehead weekly fun size and this week we're gritty and we're going to prison get out your tin can folks
6: bling bling i can't do the sound t- tin can on a on a
0: now you more like tin cups or tin cans like you're using phone kind of bling, bling. Oh, bring bring yeah, hold on and bring
6: bring use... hold on my 1980s wire phones kick oh damn the wire's all tangled what the hell am i supposed
0: to do now i don't know probably should jump something now we're going to prison. Now, there's a bunch of movies about prison. There's all <laughs> kinds of- Did you actually, of, you know, you just
6: labeled a name, a movie. Uh,
0: there's actually a movie called Let's Go to Prison, but go ahead. Yes, actually. And it's directed by Bob Odenkirk. That, I know. Yeah. That, that, well, I'm just letting you know. I just pick, everybody. Listen, turn. mansplaining is short for man explaining, Chad. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a movie that you're not just going to prison. The whole damn city is a prison. That's right. Escape from new york could have went with escape from la there are scenes i actually like in escape from la but escape from new york is the one john carpenter film that i feel could be updated and you could remake and it would but work really well they've been talking the one about that remakes, they don't do it's right? just like this it just it's
6: just like you know the dark tower they keep saying they're going to make a remake of it uh they're going to keep
0: uh redoing it hasn't happened yet folks well they did make one you shouldn't watch it no we're we're, no we don't acknowledge that okay but escape from new york to me is the one john carpenter probably maybe that and maybe big trouble in little china are the two that oh yeah you could update that and that could be fun and they never do they remade halloween guys That, that that they you shouldn't do that so there was a ton on my list, but we're
6: actually going to do a more lengthy episode about prison movies. So I thought about which one to choose. So I figured I'd choose the one that James is going to choose probably and steal it from him. I really love Stuart Gordon's The Fortress with Christopher Lambert.
7: It, w- it was on my radar for two seconds, but I'm going to go with another one, Chad. You're okay. safe this time.
6: All right. So The uh, Fortress, again, it's it's one of Stuart Gordon's best films. Uh, it doesn't beat out space truckers, but it comes close. Yeah. <laughs> um it stars christopher lambert um it's these people uh there's this whole thing about people being able to breed and he um he breaks that rule and he is sent to this private underground prison uh called the fortress uh which is uh the warden of that prison is Kurtwood smith who uh, again gives an amazing performance in this movie mm-hmm. uh but it's about him and his wife uh and the whole thing is Christopher Lambert has a background in prison, uh, building prisons, and it's all about him trying to escape uh, this this horrible fortress and every and, and get him and his wife to safety before his wife gives birth. It is a really, really good film that I don't think it's the credit that it, it should get. And Christopher Lambert is amazing in it. So I recommend The Fortress. It's been a
0: long time since I've seen it, but it was better than I thought it had any right to be.
6: And actually, Fortress 2, I think, still holds up.
7: Okay. Well, see now you've taken mine. I was going to do Fortress. Now I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to go with one that is is a classic, but it's been overshadowed by other classic prison films like Shawshank Redemption. But I don't think you you should ever count out this film that teaches us the importance of not caring whether it rains or freezes. Long as you've got your, your plastic Jesus. Jesus,
0: I almost said dashboard Jesus, but go keep going.
7: Uh, Cool Hand Luke. Cool yep. Hand Luke is full of just—I mean, there's so many different ways you interpret it. the Jesus allegory. The, but it's also—yeah,
0: just. Yeah, I, re-
6: I remember that part in the Bible where Jesus ate all them eggs. That's true. It's it's
0: well, it's just—it's a very quotable movie too.
7: Yeah. Well, and it's also one of the—I mean, it's it's one you need to watch also because not only oh. quotable. And but it's also so referenced in pop culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, Family Guy has the entire, take it off there, boss. Take it off there, Luke. Joe,
6: was it Genesis where Jesus got drunk and hit a bunch of parking meters with hammers? Yep. Ah, damn it, I need to read that more. I bet that's a fascinating
7: book. Yes, you should give it a try. Uh, anyway, no, Cool Hand Luke is is a a great prison movie, but it's not about the prison. It's about the man and, and what he comes to terms with. And and George Kennedy won an Oscar for it. You needn't know any more. Check out Cohen cool Luke.
0: I agree. This has been Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. Please try to stay out of prison,
7: or don't if it somehow monetizes for us. I mean, and really, really don't
0: if, if it has Chris. And really don't if it has Christopher Lambert. Get me an autograph. And we're doing this from Australia, and the whole damn place was a prison. <laughs>
3: there we go there we can who would have thought we can rely on the boneheads to bring a little bit of order back to the show
2: yeah (laughs) not me not this guy
3: prison movies once again chad slaying it crashing it with fortress
2: (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite prison movie
3: my favorite prison movie bloody hell um I really like Start Up. That's the one, the British one from a few years ago with Ben Mendelsohn. And mm. I don't remember the young guy in it, but he's gone on to a few other things. Really brutal movie. I like Aussie prison movies. So, yeah, Chopper, Every Night, Every Night is Every a good night. one. Yeah. Um, Chopper's great. But, you know, but I also love the classics, you know.
2: Shawshank. Kind
3: of Murder in the First is a good one.
2: Murder in the First, Birdman of Alcatraz.
3: Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Uh, Naked Gun 33 and a Third. <laughs> This champagne is cold. It's supposed to be slightly chilled.
3: <laughs> was Was Rodney Dangerfield in one like, um, was it, well, let's go to jail or something like that? Back to jail. <laughs> Back to, I don't remember him being in one. I reckon one of Could his. Be, remember well, yeah, the, the, the later, the later, the, the five, last,
2: my five wives. Yes, and that era. The, the last tenor and yep, that era. All that kind of stuff. Randy yeah, it's Quaid quite possible. might have been in it. Big Stan, Big Stan. Oh, I was yes. trying to explain to uh, to a friend of mine the other day about the the. The glory of Big Stan.
3: <laughs> you know, you and I—you should know the answer when you ask me a question. What's my favorite prison movie? Because we've done a whole prison episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, It doesn't necessarily mean you talked about your favorite when we no. talked about prison movies.
3: Midnight Express got a release recently, so that's definitely. Yeah, we
2: haven't even talked about the women in prison films, like Reform School Girls <laughs> and Caged Heat <laughs> and Red. Red. Does Red Heat count as a prison film? It starts off in a prison, no, but basically, it's out. It's
3: tenuous.
2: Tenuous. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm all about. Um, I don't they know can, They can All they have to do Is walk past a prison And I'll be like That counts <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know many Women in prison movies It's all been yeah. television
2: Yeah you
3: know, Orange is the New Black And Wentworth And Prisoner and
2: Oz Yeah well, well, That's not really Women in prison That's men in prison it's good though <laughs> um, uh, We're at
3: that point Of the show Where we recommend stuff
2: Oh no but we, Did you cut to uh, Boneheads
3: yeah, because remember, I just said, "Good on Chad for you know." Oh, yeah.
2: I didn't. I th- I thought that was the lead in to you uh, bringing them on. Not. Uh,
3: Weren't you listening, Ben? It was a good segment. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> it was live. No, it was
3: live. Where were you? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> I ducked out. I grabbed another Pepsi. <laughs> yes,
3: there's a there's a Pepsi Coke challenge at this desk right now because we're both drinking the opposite. There is. I mm. feel like I,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and grab a Pepsi. Oh, okay. And grab you a Coke. Sure. And see what happens. Would
3: oh, you want to do it while I'm recommending? Like, I'll just talk to nobody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back.
4: <laughs>
3: go. go do it. Yeah. We'll do it live. <laughs> All right. Ben is walking out the door. I should have a roving mic with me. <laughs> He's passing the green room right now. <laughs> Louder. <laughs> He really just left the room so he could fart. That's, uh, does it every week. It's just the first time we've committed it to microphone. Yeah, so yeah. My
2: turn to recommend them. <laughs> 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 yes, that's a great film, <laughs> <course.
3: laughs> And he's, he's bought me a drink too. <laughs> Swapsies, I, I take the Coke this time. Yeah. All righty. There's order in the world again. Balance <laughs> is restored. That's it. That's your evil. <laughs> you turned a Coke into a Pepsi. Last week, you dipped your old man pubes into the jar, and this week it's the... Oh, look, I,
2: I future-proofed myself and just rubbed my balls over everything in that fridge.
3: It's essentially like tapping the can before you drink from it, you know? Yeah. So, can I recommend? Go for it. I
2: thought you did, I thought you were doing it while I was away. No, I, I
3: commentated your oh, trip to the, the fridge, <laughs> and I told them the real reason you left the room. All righty. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, I want to kick this off with a recommendation of a movie that has been floating around for a long time and never caught it until now. It is the bootleg cut of Almost Famous, which AKA is in the uh, in the actual release of the film is titled Untitled. That's the name of the film. So when it goes to the credits, it doesn't say Almost Famous. It says Untitled, which was apparently the original film title. What a difference this movie is. Are you a fan of Almost Famous in general? Yes. Me too. And I think this is a dramatic difference. It takes a really, really good film and makes it a great film. And it's a, the difference is 40 minutes. So Jesus, it's really a long film. Yeah, so it turns it into a 165-minute
2: movie. Like, <coughs> it is a, a long haul, but it See is... Cameron Crowe secretly wanted to be Quentin Tarantino all <laughs> along.
3: <laughs> it is a movie, though, that now just feels... It, it affected me a lot more. Like, I really gave a shit about these characters, particularly the Kate Hudson character. They really... Go in a lot more depth about the tragedy of her life, and you know, and right. and her existence, and all that amongst you know the, the groupies and whatnot. And it's a heavy, heavy. Not the, they're oh. not groupies. No, but that's the they're thing. They're band aids. They are band aids, but this cut kind of goes much more into what is a band aid right. but a groupie and and her realization of what she actually is. Mm. You know? And and I think this cut dives into that a lot more. But there's over a hundred different points of difference in this cut to the theatrical yeah, right. cut, which is amazing. Obviously, there's new footage, there's extended scenes, but there's
2: entirely alternative dialogue. You actually watch him write the entire article.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> Deletes, you know, screw it, typos. So the backstory.
3: The backstory is it's it's a semi autobiographical film about Cameron Crowe's life. It's how he got started working for Rolling Stone. He went on tour with I can't remember who it was. Uh, doesn't matter. But in this, it's a fictional band in this film, and he's only what fifteen years old. Yeah, and he goes on the road. He's exposed to all the sex, drugs, rock and roll, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, brilliantly done and brilliantly played. Your Kate Hudson, as I mentioned, Billy Crudup plays um the the leader of the band. Even though he's not the lead singer, he's the leader of the band. Jason yep. Lee
2: is, is, the, is it. the lead singer. Uh,
3: Patrick Fugit plays the kid. Francis McDormand is the uh the, the strict mum. mum and there's a lot more of her in it too.
2: Zoe Deschanel is his sister.
3: Yep. Noah Taylor is the manager, who I found really good in this and I reckon it's extra footage was Jimmy Fallon as the manager. Yeah, right. He was fantastic. In is this
2: is this the one too that uh, Mark Maron was in? Yes, was
3: Lock the Gates. Yes, yes. And they don't. I don't think they do anything to his scene. I think it's the same as what so, the yeah. theatrical cut is. But yeah, I remember looking and going, "I know that person," and of course, that's who it was the book and a pack. book, yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like it's just a, a movie that's. That's
2: right. He's Lester Bangs in it. Yeah. He's, it's, I like how how there are some real people and some not real people. Yeah, that's right. Like Ben Torres, Ben Fong Torres. Yep. Yeah. He's Like you know, real. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but I look, I, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly, and now I love this movie thoroughly. Like it is just. A, is this
2: from the new ViVision Vision uh, release?
3: Four K release, but it is just a fundamental difference. I like it when a director's cut actually makes a difference to the movie and improves upon it, and mm. that's
2: what this one does. Much like uh, Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I've always said that my that's favorite. A, if you're playing at home,
2: that's when you take a drink.
3: I've always said that my yeah, that's right. My favorite uh, director's cut just um, I guess theoretically would be. Peter Weir's Picnic at Hanging Rock because it removes footage. It makes it a shorter <laughs> movie. And I like that a director goes, you know what? <laughs> <Yeah>, I've <I'm, laughs> shot up. too much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I should um, never have given them the option. What's the first director's cut you recall seeing?
2: Uh, first director's so cut? So
3: for me, I'll just it was Das Boot. I remember that, the four-hour cut was the first director's cut. I
2: have I've a heard. feeling that the first director's cut that I ever saw, that I paid attention to, might have been those Star Wars special editions,
3: <laughs> right? Not Blade and Runner or anything sucked. like that. I look,
2: <laughs> I have seen Blade Runner, but I instantly forget it afterwards. And then, like, I I can't couldn't tell you anything about it. I don't. Everyone talks about how it's a masterpiece. I couldn't give a less of a shit.
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't. I wouldn't go. I that far. just
2: don't. Uh, I have no emotional or mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. Um intellectual attachment to that film at all. I probably, you know, I, and in my head, it and Black Rain are kind of mixed up. So, so when I think things, oh, you remember that scene from Blade Runner? No, that was from Black Rain.
3: Because they have a the same aesthetic. <laughs> like, obviously, one's futuristic and one's not, but they have the same neon, but drenched, it's that neon drenched, wet, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um,
3: In fact, Jarrett and I, on the earliest podcast we did, we did an episode on Black Rain and we had Addison Heath and Jasmine Jacupi and um, Aston Elliott over and we watched Black Rain before we
2: recorded. I just can't believe that I was never invited on that show.
3: Yeah, dude, I I can't believe it either.
2: <laughs> was the Pune cast your first? The Pune cast was the first, yeah. And
3: we didn't even record. No,
2: <laughs> we had all the great Just just watch Vicious Lips.
3: <laughs> I remember you sitting under the aircon and it was too cold for you.
2: Yeah. I think, what was the other f- name of What's the other name of Vicious Lips? Radioactive Dream. No, Not a different movie, but um, Lunar Madness. Lunar Madness was yeah. the
3: other one. Yes. Anyway. I don't know how we got to that from Almost Famous, but um, but there you go. That's my recommendation. What have you got?
2: Well, I finally, I've been meaning to check it out for a while Mm -hmm. uh, and I finally got around to it and I I was not disappointed. I watched the, we've been talking about him already on the show a couple of times, Gerard Butler filmed The Plane. Yes. That's, I believe he's on Amazon Prime. Mm, Yep. Fuck, it's it's just like, you know, I would have said he's lost it for me a bit. Like Greenland is pretty good. Love that. But
3: He's got two at the moment that have uh, just hit the streamers. I don't know what the um, other one's called, but yeah, they kind of blend. When you look at the thumbnails, it's like, which one's that, which? Which one's which? Yeah.
2: Like Geostorm oh, no, didn't, terrible. didn't live up to to hype. The submarine one, even the last, um, you know.
3: Is Hunter Killer, that one?
2: Hunter Killer, Olympus yeah. Has Fallen or whatever The his one was, the, the third one. Angel Has Fallen. Angel Has Fallen. They weren't really there, but Plane is definitely a kind of a return to form. Um, the other and, the
3: other one is Last Seen Alive, which just hit.
2: Oh, time. which I have seen as well, that's actually not too bad as well. But that's very much a breakdown slash missing, gotcha, not missing, vanishing, yep. type, gotcha, type film. Like you know, you know the beats of that movie before you <laughs> you see. It. It's still fun to watch, mm-hmm. but wow. you've seen it before. The Hitcher, the whole sure, you know, uh, thing. Where the plane is great. The in, in the plane. Gerard Butler basically plays a pilot doing a, uh, a flight to... I can't even remember where they're, they're flying, but they have, they're have they flying over um, Asia. Yep. And the airline, in a bid to save money, because the flight only has like 10 passengers in it, mm-hmm. they want him to fly through a storm and just climb over it, even though he kind of says, hey, this storm is looking pretty bad. <laughs> and But, you know... And, of course, when they do, they get struck by lightning... And they're, they're, um, everything gets fried and they have to kind of crash land on this it's a island.
3: It's a war-torn island, isn't
2: it? Well, it's this island in the middle of the Philippines, yep. which even the Filipino government won't go to. It's controlled by pirates and, gotcha, and yes. thingos. Yep. And they, you know, and so while they're kind of crashed there, and they don't know where they are at this point, mm. And they go, um, and it's also, um, it's uh, Gerard Butler and... Uh, the other guy who I really like, Mike Mike Colter, who was uh, Luke Cage mm-hmm. in the Cage Marvel TV se- like the Netflix <laughs> yep. series, mm-hmm. and he's in like the Good Wife as Lamont Bishop, and mm-hmm. he's in a bu- he's got his own uh, supernatural detective show on at the moment. Cool. Um, he's fast becoming one of my favorite actors. I really like him. Mm-hmm. He always does kind of interesting stuff, but he's like a, he's one of the, the passengers on a plane. <laughs> yep. And they go looking for help, and they come across this abandoned, like building, where they find a video camera set up. The walls are drenched in blood; it's oh, all looking horrible. Yeah. And then they kind of—that's how they twig. Mm-hmm. And all the while back home, they're trying to fight. They, they, the, the airline has no idea where the plane has landed. They, they—it's completely disappeared. They so, just, they don't so know where it, it does
3: is. present that perspective, like the home. Yeah, control, yeah, yeah okay. them
2: searching for them. The airline yeah. trying to, like. Not, yeah' not take responsibility' not take responsibility <laughs> and then the guy that they brought in to cr- manage the crisis is like you know you guys are fucked <laughs> um, and then you know it's them so and then up, the Filipino government doesn't want to do when they do finally find them the Filipino government yes. like they they're, they're not going in there they they've <laughs> they've gone in three or four times in the past and had their ass kicked by these pirates yeah, right. so they're not keen to go in. <laughs> mm. So they have to send in some mercenaries, but uh, far you know, out, it's, intense. It turns basically, it's kind of, it kind of has a bit of that. Um, was it Rambo four? No, five. Four, Rambo
3: five the Mexico one, and Rambo four is the Burma one. The,
2: it's a bit like the Rambo four. Yep, yep. And cool, very much like that. And um, it's got not, a good not as good, not as good as, not as good as that. <laughs> no, right. but still pretty bloody <laughs> yeah. good.
3: The director did the remake of Assault on Precinct thirteen. And he did Bloodfather, that Mel Gibson one, which I liked.
2: Bloodfather was great. Yeah. yeah. And he also did he did this weird movie that I was just looking him up before. Mm-hmm. He did this movie, which I like to think of as the French version of Blame It on Rio, called One Wild Moment <laughs> with Vincent Cassell. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always, I am, and it's, uh, and um, uh, Francois Clouseau, and yeah. I'm constantly. I'm constantly shocked by movies, not shocked, but I love watching movies where they try and make out that Vincent Cassell is good looking <laughs> and attractive to women. I know,
3: I've had that which, same
2: problem. Which, I mean, obviously he, he must be because he, you know, considering who he's been married to, who he was married to, and who he's married to now, I, I just find it fascinating that, you know, when it's like, it's like when people say that Julia Roberts is attractive at Ocean's Eleven, and you're like, <laughs> come on, man.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, Vincent Cassell has played so many ugly types. Yeah. So it's very hard to, to conceive. Um, but I love the guy too.
2: <laughs> I, love the oh, I love him. I yeah. think he's great. Yep. Awesome. But like you watch him in, what was that movie that you recommended to me? The one where he's the... Oh, um, uh, Sheetan? Sheitan, yeah. Sheitan, yeah. Yeah. Shaitan? yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just can't, once you see him in that and Brotherhood of the Wolf, you can't unsee him.
3: You watched that, didn't you? Shaitan.
2: Uh I did. Like, yeah, when you yeah. told me about it, yeah.
3: yeah like he's... <laughs> Out there in that movie, yeah, fucking totally hell. nuts. Oh wow, awesome plane! I once again, there's a long list of films now I have to watch. Sure. That one has been on my radar. I've had to deal with it a little bit for work, yeah. And so like, I'm really excited about that one. So yeah, excellent. He's
2: definitely it's one of those ones that I put off. I was like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Mm. I knew exactly what it was, and it is what I love about a movie like Plane is that it's literally a watch anytime. Yeah, like you don't, you know, you're not going to have to think. Too much. You're not going to have to. It's not, you know, it's not a mentally taxing movie. It's just a movie that you can just, oh, yeah, I've just had dinner. Yep. I just want to put on something where I don't have to think this is the movie, but in the best possible way.
3: Fantastic. It is coming out on home entertainment um, in a few weeks' time. Oh, so, fantastic. Yes. On Blu-ray? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. We'll have to ask Jarrett. Yes, we will. Uh, Stay tuned. (laughs) Jarrett's probably got the answer now, and he's He's shouting uh, at at the (laughs) the
2: fucking whatever he's listening to—the phone. We should actually record a second podcast. That's just you know Jarrett listening to the podcast, yelling at the phone.
3: Yeah, and And just play it as a like a stereo.
2: You have one ear. (laughs) It's like it's like you can listen to the podcast with a commentary track.
3: Jared, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> Next week, uh, or just go back to the start.
2: Just do it. We'll, and uh, record. It'll yeah. be like for, you know, for people who subscribe to our Patreon, they'll get it as oh, a, as a subscriber bonus. Yeah,
3: we need those extra bucks. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Um, well, let's wrap it up. How about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget our website is goodmoviemonday.com. Go there, navigate your, your way around everything that we do. All the videos, all the podcasts, whatnot, extras. It's all there. But, you know, we need to get on that Patreon action. We have a Patreon account. we just never used it.
2: So, oh, you know. I was just making it up.
3: No, we do, but um, I've just never used it. Oh, so yeah.
2: <laughs> We need to get on. Only, Patreon's dead. We need to get on OnlyFans.
3: Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, I have one of those too, but I just haven't used just it. Just subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to our, our RF. <laughs> Um, all then of the we can
2: do retarded videos on Instagram like all the OnlyFans girls do and it makes you want to punch them in the face, yeah, which is right. know, politically incorrect. But if you watch enough of these videos, murder just bubbles up to the surface.
3: Well, you're just describing Jarrett listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all the video content that we do record does go up in our socials though, so Facebook and YouTube are the places there for those. Uh, our other podcast is Wednesday Up Late. That drops at 10.30 on Wednesday nights. Ben's going to be joining us on the next episode. It's going to be fun. We're going to try that game again. Um, it's going to be a loose episode as if this one wasn't.
2: <laughs> loose is my middle name.
3: <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh, it's been a it's been an interesting one, Ben. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Here's another song about threads to leave you with. This one is Short Skirt Long Jacket by Cake. Great song. Have a good week,
2: everyone. <laughs>
4: Short skirt and a long jacket.